0: Hello and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle. We're bundling up a little bit in the Northwest, but loving the crisp air. And while we begin our hour together, and I'm going to talk about our special guest in just a moment, I would love for you to check in on your energy system because the more you become aware of the molecular frequency that's happening in your body, the better you will be able to make choices and decisions because energy is moving on your body based on what you're really feeling, not what you're thinking. So if you could just take a few moments, unless you're driving, please don't do this. Take a few moments, maybe do like an inner scan or you can even ask a question. I would, you know, the question could be, please show me the awareness of my body right now. Please help me to understand how my energy is moving in my body right now. Where can I best assess my energetic being in this moment? So do that in the, first few moments of the show um, so that you can allow yourself to grow and expand in a bigger, more positive, more conscious way. Um, And I think you'll enjoy the show a whole lot better, too, as well. And we we will do this in the studio, as we always do. It's
1: a great start to the morning. I Yay! like that. Yay,
0: love it. I had
1: to unbundle myself, too. You had to unbundle yourself, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love this time of the year, though, you know? Because there's still occasionally like, ooh, it's still a little bit warm out, like it might be today. Just a little bit.
0: Yeah, it, it'll clear up in the afternoon where I'm wow. hoping to get out my battery-operated blower and take <laughs> care of the lawn. Yeah, i got some new tools. I'm excited about that. I love that. how you
1: always push those items. You're yeah. very proud of them. I am. Like, I love super, it. Super I just, just think
0: it's really great for the so environment. So I think being
1: layered is a very good idea. <laughs> yeah. layers, layers be- and layers.
0: Being layered is great. Yep. And then unlayering your product perception of your energy system would be really important during this Mm -hmm. time and of course you know one of the great things about doing the show is we get to interview really amazing people people who I believe are standing on the leading edge of thought and today is one of those amazing days where we get to interview Alan Cohen and he's not bundling because he lives on the island of Maui yeah hanging out actually you moved
2: yeah, I'm on the big
1: island. You're on the big oh. island
0: now. Oh, yeah, I just remember because yeah. that's really my favorite island. And so, yeah. yeah. So, Alan Cohen, the author of 24 popular inspirational books, including the bestseller A Deep Breath of Life, which I read from almost every day, by the way. A- and my girlfriend sends me what she's reading, <laughs> which is adorable. Um, is a contributing writer for the New York Times bestselling series, Children's Soup, um, Chicken Soup of the Soul, and his work has been featured on Oprah.com and in the Top 100 Experts Who Help Us Improve Our Lives. Alan's monthly column, From the Heart, appears in magazines internationally, and he is the founder and director of the Foundation of Holistic Life Coaching. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's just a pleasure to have you again.
2: It's always good to speak with you, dear. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. And you have a new book out. So really now 25 books, I believe. Um, and, and you wrote a book to help, uh, um, you know, to help, of course, all people, but it's based on interpreting better the Course of in Miracles. Um, so it's Made Easy, Mastering the Journey from Fear to Love, which is, I think, is a really smart idea to write a book like this because um, A Course in Miracles is pretty thick <laughs> information. Um, and uh, I think I've, I've listened to a lot of clients who I know sometimes they feel like the information weighs a little heavy on their heart because they want to be such good students and they want to really advance and move through the material. And I think it's fantastic that you um, decided to help us all uh, understand this whole aspect of moving from fear to love.
2: Yeah, I, I've been a student of Course in Miracles for 35 years, which means I'm a really bad student because you're <laughs> supposed to do it in one year. That's but, funny. <clears throat> I, just, you know, I just keep plugging away. And one of the most uh, comments I hear most often is, oh, you know, I picked up the book, and I, I know this good stuff, and I know this healing, and I know it's based on love, but I just couldn't get through it. Or I started the lessons, and I, I got discouraged, and I put it aside after a month. Ah! <sighs> so I thought, you know, it's... The course is really, really, really easy if you let it. So what I did was I I took my understanding of the course, and I just boiled it down to the simplest dynamics, the simplest terms, and easiest ways to get I grounded it out with lots of earthy, real-life examples, and I'm so glad I did it because people say, wow, I understand the course for the first time. Thank you. Aww. So it's my contribution you know, to that community and to myself, because as you know, when you teach something, you learn it. So it was a gift all the way around.
0: Oh well, thank you so much for contributing still to all of us, and for getting excited about it, about your contributions as well. Thank you. And uh, yeah, um, my clients will be thrilled. Um, when I mention you know that you have this beautiful new book out it, it's really lovely I, I think one of the things we're all trying to do um, myself included is is to learn how to forgive at a very deep level you know a place where we can really separate our um, our our feelings of betrayal um, and our perceived feelings of what occurred and and I think we're re- working really hard at at having a different perception. And you write in the book how it's so important to, to change the back story as much as you can because right. it begins to change the front story which is your future, your present moment and your future and where you're heading.
2: Right. right. Well, the Course has an unusual definition of forgiveness. It, it says that forgiveness is a shift in perception in which you change your idea of who you are and who the other person is. And it's all about taking power back. And so if I think that someone has hurt me or has power over my life, I have ascribed my own spiritual power to choose onto them. Somehow I believe they're stronger, more beautiful, or more wonderful, or more loving, or better than me, or, or terribler than me. And And so when I realize that I am an eternal, indestructible, whole, loved, lovable being, suddenly other people cannot hurt me anymore, and I realized that when I thought that somebody hurt me, and I know this is going to be challenging for a lot of listeners, when I thought that somebody hurt me, there's a story I made up, Mm -hmm. and when I, as you said, backstory is a good example, when I decide to change that story, something happens inside me that realizes I am bigger than that experience, and I can choose to let it go if that's my choice, And, and when you do, the whole thing shifts, and you're not subject to that kind of pain again.
0: Yeah and that pain is so debilitating cuz people will rerun the story yeah over and over in their head it's like being addicted you know to the yeah. victimization yeah. that occurred based on our perception that we were victimized or as you also put out that we were better or whatever yeah. the deal was and yeah. it can ta- it's 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 so limiting you know when you're walking around your life with this story in your head about something that maybe even happened a really 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 long time ago it could have happened yeah. yesterday but uh... No. yeah it's,
3: it's
2: when i first started teaching i did a week-long workshop and i i had a woman come and uh, the first exercise of the workshop was to walk around and introduce yourself to everybody and one woman, one woman about thirty five or forty years old said hi uh, my my name is Barbara, I'm a victim of child sexual abuse, yeah. hi, my name is Barbara, <laughs> and she introduced herself to everyone, and, yeah. and I thought, well, I understand it's a difficult experience, I don't minimize it at all, right. but to retain that identity and introduce yourself as that, basically is dragging that horrid past into the present moment, which is fresh and clean and clear, if you let it, so at every moment, we're choosing who we are based on the stories we're telling yourself about what happened and what's happening now. So uh, the, the good news is that at any moment we can let that go and step into the fresh, clean moment.
0: Yeah, I, I loved what you said. I've, I've taught many workshops where people have introduced themselves that way or some similar horrific experience yeah. in their life that they're wearing. And I think what a lot of people don't understand is how powerful the throat chakra is because it's yeah. vibrating out words that are creating a frequency that are... Being captured in our org system and transmuting and transmitting energy. Yeah. So it keeps I, us locked in that space.
2: And, it, and you're right, words are creative and, and you're creating everything anew. A, a funny example is that um, I once dated a woman who, on our first date, said, Well, every man I've ever been with has left me. Yeah. Well, so did I. I do not want to spoil the record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so right. I always tell people, do not, do not, do not, on your first date with somebody, <laughs> tell them why all your marriages have failed. <laughs> because you're just, you're not the same person. You know, why they failed if they did was because of who you were at the time, and hopefully you've learned and grown. So, so please don't drag your dead husbands into the present <laughs> moment. You're setting up for the next one.
0: And maybe all of those, you know, dead husbands or whatever they were, um, uh, cheating wives or whatnot. Maybe that was there for you to learn something about yourself, right? So that you could value and appreciate who you are, and ultimately feel empowered and and move forward. But I I love what you just said. I think a lot of times we do have these self fulfilling prophecies, you know, by and, and I don't mean to laugh at it because I know how painful all of these experiences right. are, right. myself personally, uh, as well as everyone else who's listening. But in, in a way, if we could laugh at it a little bit and see how powerful we are, that what comes out of our mouth and what we think about all the time is creating exactly what we're experiencing.
2: Yeah. There's a wonderful line from a course in miracle that says You can indeed afford to laugh at fear, because God goes with you wherever you go. So when you align with spirit, higher power, fear becomes very small. It doesn't overtake you. It becomes a very small aspect of your life, and that higher power becomes your guiding force instead of your
0: fear. Wow. I I think that's lovely. There was another passage in the book that I was really enjoying, where you were talking about sin. And Mm -hmm. how, you know, people are always wanting to be forgiven of their sins. And, you know, maybe they're praying towards um, some, maybe a a more conservative perspective uh, of religion. And you write in the book how there's nothing to to forgive because God doesn't believe in sin. You know, like no one is a sinner. You know, creation isn't looking down at the universe and judging us or, you know, or itself in any way, shape or form. So there's really nothing to forgive
2: sin is entirely a human concept. People made up the story of sin. Voltaire said God created us in his image and likeness and we return the compliment. <laughs>
4: and
2: someone else said that sin stands for self- inflicted nonsense.
4: Like
0: <laughs> self-inflicted nonsense. Oh yeah. my goodness. I think sin. you just changed my whole perception <laughs> of that word. Wow. I really
4: like that.
2: And the thing is that we are unconditionally loved by God contrary to what some religions have told us that we were not born in sin we were born in innocence so we need to return to our original innocence and the analogy I like is that you know, even we as human parents and our frailties would never, never want our children to be hurt or suffer in pain or go to hell I know, I know that your daughter just got married she had a lovely wedding and I'm sure that was a source of only deep joy for you and uh, maybe there are a couple of hairy moments. Yeah, I don't know that, that would
0: be a little bit of an under underestimate. Yeah, that, it was a little yeah. hairy for sure. A
2: couple of hairy moments, but I mean, in <laughs> yeah. general, you really oh, yeah. you would not want your daughter to suffer for any reason. And when something wonderful happens to her. You love it, and even you know we're for, most parents are quite forgiving. You know that my my my, my mother once told me if you killed somebody, I'd still love you, <laughs> yeah. you know? Right. And so that's, that's even, human, even humans are capable of unconditional love for their children. So can you imagine what the source of all creation, the God of all that is, the, the, the progenitor of the universe, loves us even more than we can imagine loving our own children? That, that, that would be the meditation of a lifetime. If the universe really loved me just as I am, Wow, how would I be seeing myself differently?
0: Wow, well, and the universe does right so it, does. Okay. It, it loves every moment of every experience that we have, even those hairy moments leading up to a gorgeous wedding right it's, it's yeah, and i when I always feel when I can step out of my own limited perception of an experience that I'm having because that's what it is, when I can step out of it. I I can see creation smiling, you know, like, wow, this is an important moment. This is really this is not a bad moment. This is another really cool moment. You just for some reason think that it's not a cool moment.
2: I had a woman call into my radio show and say, many years ago I had experienced this golden period where everything went right. I was in love and I got married and had children and my job was working, and I, I, I was making money, and I felt great, blah, blah, blah. It was just a wonderful time. And then she says, then something shifted, and things went dark for a number of years. Things just didn't seem to be working. And now I'm working my way back into that golden energy. It's coming back. I'm starting to feel that again. And then she said something so profound. She said, perhaps the synchronicity and love of my life was there all the time, mm-hmm. even during that dark period, And I just didn't realize it. So what she was saying was, you know, somebody said, if you feel separate from God, who moved? (laughs) So what she was saying was that the universe was always there for me. Love was always there for me, but I was just missing it. And now that I'm seeing it again, I realize that it's an eternal, eternal condition.
0: Wow. I I think she was very wise. She was having an extremely incredible aha moment that thankfully she shared and that you... Shared with all of us because that's uh, really, really true. So, so what inspires you to write twenty-four plus books?
2: I can't not do it. Uh, I grew up Catholic, so I have no birth control. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. No, that's um, great.
0: I loved it. Yeah,
2: these ideas just come, and I get so excited about them that I want to write them down and share them. I I really, to be honest, Marie, I don't feel like I write these books. I feel like these books are given to me and they're being written through me and I'm the the recording secretary. Oh. And, you know, my job as is not to create these ideas but to be true to the ideas that come and write them and polish them. Hey, may I tell you something? I just got uh, an email. Can I read this to you?
0: Please, that'd be great. This
2: is a quote from Hafiz.
0: Oh, I love, yeah, love And puppies. so
2: my friend just sent it to me he said he's a Persian poet, like Rumi, and he said, "I weave light into words so that when your mind holds them, your eyes will relinquish their sadness, turn bright, a little brighter, giving to us the way a candle does to the dark
0: ah, absolutely gorgeous, absolutely so that's wonderful.
2: why. I write, and I think any good writer would choose to write.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm having the pleasure today of interviewing Alan Cohen. He is the author of many books and his newest book, A Course in Miracles Made Easy, Mastering the Journey from Fear to Love. Alan has been a student of A Course in Miracles for more than 30 years, and we are grateful that he decided to put his his perception of the practices in this wonderful book. We'll take a break and be right back.
4: Feels like I love being a part of the action team. It helps me help other people. It helps me
5: feel good. Being a part of a team always feels good. Go for it. Don't, don't even hesitate. For more than a decade, Major League Baseball players and action teams of high school students have been working together to train and inspire the next generation of volunteers.
2: Once you get there and realize how much you can change someone's life, it's one of the best feelings in the world. Just that simple act that takes, you know, five
1: or
5: ten minutes of your time is making a difference and is transforming someone else's life. All-star Giancarlo Stanton and Chris Capuano join action team captains to make a difference in their communities. And you can, too. Just try it. Just go Just go to one event, one action team event.
2: If we all show up together, that's what it's all about. It's not just one person. It's, it's a group. It's a team.
0: It's been incredibly rewarding for me. It'll just
3: make you feel so good about yourself.
5: I'd do anything to convince you just to be a part of this. For more information, go to actionteam.org.
3: How can Marie Manuchieri help you create a better life? Check out her events page and attend a workshop. Working with Marie is a life-changing experience. If you want to find an effective way to make significant improvements in your life, sign up for a class today at energyintuitive.com.
1: I'm Gary Manz. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Manson Mitchell is Boomer HQ Friday and Saturday mornings at ten on eleven fifty a.m. KKNW, your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington.
0: More talk, less rock. Come on, that's a good thing. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Welcome back to the Marie Cherry Show. It is a lovely day here in Seattle, and we hope that you are continuing to pay attention to your energy because that's your present moment. Those molecular subatomic particles moving in your body and all this space, which is where all the magic is. To be able to have stillness in that space is truly uh, a miracle. Um, And so today we're having the pleasure of interviewing Alan Cohen, the author of many books and his newest, A Course in Miracles, Made In. Easy Mastering the Journey from Fear to Love. Welcome back to the show, Alan.
4: Thank you, Murray.
0: So you're going to be teaching a workshop in, uh, I'm not sure what island actually you'll be teaching with um, Dougal Frazier next yeah. year. D-
2: Dougal, and I, Dougal and I are doing a program on the big island in February 21 to 26 called The Guru and You. And you'll appreciate that. You know, Dougal's a very esteemed intuitive as well. And what I like about him, which I know you do as well, is you empower people to make their own decisions, and find their own answers, and and stand on their own two feet. So we're going to invite people to look within for the strength and love and beauty and wisdom that they look outside for, and really graduate them as empowered souls rather than needy or dependent souls. Plus, we're going to have a lot of fun. It's at a beautiful, beautiful resort hotel on one of the nicest beaches in Hawaii, and we're going to have a combination of lecture and meditation and healing and celebration. So um, people can go to my website, alancone.com or com, and we'd love to have you join us. There's actually a price break until the 15th of uh, November, so if they're interested, they should jump on it.
0: Wow, that's just fantastic. I I think it's going to be a fantastic workshop. You guys are going to have a wonderful time and of course everyone else will too the two what maybe most people don't know but Dougal and Alan really really love each other I've listened to these two men speak you know separately about how much they respect and honor one another and you two have never met and you're going to be meeting in person for the first time um you know right before the workshop so it's so exciting it's I think it's just gonna be a love fest actually yeah and, and it shows yeah.
2: you that true relationship is of the spirit, not the body, because we know each other for two or three years, and we've communicated a lot by email and telephone, never seen each other in person, but we really love each other as brothers and, and mutual peers, and, you know, isn't it interesting that we have this whole relationship going on without ever being, without ever being in the same room, so, you know, people talk a lot about soulmates, and they need to be with the person, of course, if you can, it's ideal, but true relationships are of the spirit, and you know this as well, Marie, because people pass on, and mm. your relationship with them continues, oh, the, the, yes. the relationship doesn't die just because the body withers,
0: yeah, a dear friend of mine passed away, <coughs> excuse me, in the spring of this year, and um I often see him in my kitchen, smiling. Uh-huh. We have little conversations, um and it's just a complete joy um yeah. to you know, it, it I think as we become more molecularly aware or another way to put that, releasing our fear, which is what um, your book is all about, really allowing that to leave your body, because that slows down the molecular energy and our perception is very um, undefined and contracted. We're in fear. And, and as we loosen up those m- energy molecules, then we can see beyond the veil and into different perceptions and awarenesses and have these deepened relationships with people, no matter where they are in the cosmos right, right. or the planet.
2: In my book, i I talk a lot about the ego, or how the Course miracle sees the ego. And the ego is simply a very contracted and limited idea of who you are. Basically, it's identified with the body and the personality and world experiences. And just as you're saying, when you get beyond that contracted identity, you have sensory capacities available to you that go far beyond what your eyes can see and your ears can hear. So... A lot of the spiritual path is like releasing our limited identity and claiming our divine identity as whole spiritual beings, which lets us see and hear and know and feel and be more than we can with just the body.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's extremely powerful. Uh, So what is your favorite part about the book? Do you have a part that was just made you, you know, go deeper into the material or feel lighter when you were writing it or...
2: Actually, my favorite part is the most challenging part for most students. I, I keep coming back to this. The Course in Miracles says uh, people don't like this because they have to own their perceptions. But I'm going to say it anyway. The Course says that when we're sick, it's a choice that we make. That's usually making somebody else guilty.
4: Mm.
2: In other words, we we're blaming the world. It could it could be a nebulous like the government or doctors or, or or your ex-wife or ex-husband or your kids or your boss or your parents, we are using that illness to say, Behold me, brother, at your hand I die. Now, this is challenging because we think sickness just happens to us, but yeah, you work with people on energy levels, you know, you know that there are choices behind it. Mm-hmm. Now, that's no fun to hear because we want to blame people, but the flip side of it is that as we release other people as the source of our pain we reclaim our power to create health and we recognize that all health proceeds from inside out and no one nothing in the universe has power over your choice to be well and that's a quantum leap for most people it might be the reason a lot of people don't finish the course of miracles because they don't want to deal with that but the truth is that every moment we are choosing wellness or illness love or fear Victimization or empowerment, and that's the choice that the course urges us to take every moment.
0: I, I think what you just said is extremely profound. You know, this whole thing about blaming other people um, yeah. or situations, and so, you know, what is your method? So, so if we believe that's true, and I think a lot of people do, they, I think they know that on, you know, a mental perspective and intellectual understanding. Um, But to be able to be conscious in those moments when we're really mad or hurt, you know, and all the language that goes along with those different perceptions of what that means to us, you know, how can we to be open? Because if we can let go of that for just a moment, you know, insight can just flood right in and and allow us to start to change, to allow that moment to actually free us because there's an, an internal disappointment most likely that's occurring or or a lack. So do you have like a favorite remedy um, that
3: you use? Yeah,
2: there's two that I use and and they're both fun. The first one is reframing, which is basically taking the same situation and looking at it from another angle. And I teach this in my coach training all the time and it's, you know, it's shifting your perception. I'll tell you a funny little story. Uh, years ago I visited some friends in Pennsylvania we were watching a movie in their living room and I went to the kitchen to make some tea and I couldn't find a tea kettle so I found a, a glass Mr. Coffee carafe uh, pot so I, I put some water in it turned, turned the gas flame on and went back in the living room and five minutes later uh, we smelled something burning we ran into the kitchen and near the plastic handle had caught fire <laughs> and I was pretty embarrassed because here these people invited me to their house and I said I'm on fire <laughs> so so, I blew it out quickly, and I felt kind of weird and I apologized to the to the host and he said, "Alan, he goes, "I didn't know you were such a good fireman,
0: <laughs>
2: so I was feeling guilty for starting the fire, and he was praising me for putting it out. Wow, so it's kind of a silly little example, but its it's it's a good model because at every moment." the mind can go to guilt or criticism or blame, or it can go to appreciation, celebration, and acknowledgement. So let's say you have a marriage or even ex-marriage, and it's very tempting to get into how this person wronged you. But you have to start to notice, and you'll, you'll corroborate this know that when you get into how they wronged you, even though you get an ego hit of, well, I'm right and they're wrong, you feel bad.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And
2: the fight goes on, and Mm -hmm. it costs you money, and and you're using the kids as political footballs, and on and on and on. And so I ask people to try on for size, just for a moment, how would it feel to let this go? How would it feel to acknowledge this person's contribution to your life rather than how they screwed you over? (laughs) How would it feel to have a healthy, happy, supportive relationship with them than a derogatory relationship. And if people can tap into even a moment
0: mm-hmm.
2: of how good it would feel to let go, the door is open and they can walk through it.
0: Yeah, I I think it is something that we all need to practice multiple times a day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Forever and ever and ever. And one of the things that, you know, I, I like to remind people and myself is to find that one moment because in every relationship, there's been good stuff, you know. Uh, and if you can just recall that and soak your energy into that moment then you're also you're going to create the space to see the beauty of what occurred because everyone's teaching us something based on what we want to learn and so we're just naturally attracting these circumstances so that we can evolve beyond the pain the personal pain that really has nothing to do with anyone else which i think is probably the most challenging part of what yeah. you're talking about. It, it, from the external view, it looks so personal, and it looks like they're clobbering us over the head, you know, with these problems, but in reality, it has to do with our relationship with ourselves.
2: It has to do with us clobbering ourselves. <laughs> A friend of mine said, it's impossible to defeat an enemy who has an outpost in your head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow.
2: And so The Course in Miracles tells us that the world we see Is nothing more or less than a story we made up, including the people. Uh, Years ago, I I was with a different partner many years ago, and uh, she had a friend that used to annoy me like crazy. And she was nice enough, but she used to come to the house and just talk, 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 talk. talk. And I remember once I was fixing a window on the second floor, and she came up and started, blah, 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 blah. I just wanted to throw her out the window. She was really (laughs) annoying. And I used to kind of cringe when she was around. And then, one night, I got a massage, and it was a very nice massage, and I was feeling really relaxed. And this woman came to my mind, and because I was in a relaxed state, I appreciated her, and I liked her. And I realized she was a really nice person. She did some very kind things to me. So she talked a lot, but basically... She had been very kind and supportive to me. And in that moment, I really started to like her. And I realized that in that moment, she had done nothing different. But what had happened was I was relaxed, and my perception of her changed. And that made all the difference in in our relationship. So I thought, well, it's not about changing her. It's about changing
4: my mind.
0: You know what I think is so lovely about that story is, and and of course I I don't know what was going on in your mind at that time of your life, but I think when there are people who really adore us and cherish us, and maybe we're having a few issues with that ourselves, and and so they we can't see that that part of them because we're having a hard time accepting maybe our own amazingness, yeah. and and so in that moment you were able to get past that and let her tell you what she really thought of you, which was complimentary and and maybe a little surprising. Wow. I I love that.
2: Somebody gave me a pamphlet once that says, Are You Letting God Love You? Mm. And that pamphlet sat by my toilet for 10 years. (laughs) I I just looked at the title and thought, wow, I'm like, Letting God Love Me. And and it, it, it said to me, the universe at every moment is trying to bless us and heal us and nurture us and support us. And the only thing that keeps us from not ha- keeps us from happening is our resistance or our fear, or our definitions that work against us. So, like, like really, if we were to summarize the whole Course of Miracles in just a few words, it would be let the love in. Wow. Let the love in.
0: Wow. Yeah, I believe it. Um, in here, you talk about extension, which is kind yeah. of similar to what we're talking about, you know, this projection in that we are taking something inside ourselves and seeing it outside of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then we're fa- fabricating situations you know we're blowing it out of proportion we're, um, we're not looking at it for what it really what really is happening like this woman who really actually admired you yeah. deeply yeah. very very deeply
2: once I uh, went to a spa with a friend for my birthday and at the end she said well we're supposed to go out for dinner and um, she said well let's go to the Greek restaurant." I want to go to Italian. She says, "Well, um, a friend of yours and her daughter want to see you." And I said, "Oh, it's my birthday. I don't feel like seeing that. I'm not going there just because you said."
4: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and and we actually ended up having a pretty big argument and for a long time. Then she said, for a well, long that's time.
0: Real, that's cute. Well, that's
2: too long. Too long. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
2: And 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 she says her daughter's going away to college and she wants So she kind of talked me into it. And I said, All right. It kind of went resentfully. And then when we got to this restaurant. There were thirty of my friends there waiting to
0: surprise me for my birthday,
2: including Gary Zukav and the people I wanted to see. And I felt like such an ass, Marie, <laughs> you know, because i was I was just resisting, resisting, and on my high horse. And was, people were waiting to be kind to me, and I, I, I was making up a big story. So. I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if the universe was just a big surprise party waiting to clap for you and cheer for you and love you, and you just was <laughs> just waiting for you to get it? <laughs> yeah,
0: which it is. It absolutely is. You, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and a lot of times what we're having resistance to- towards are the things that are actually really good for us, and, and yeah. that's why we stay in that other place that feels um, frustrating and annoying and irritating. And, and in fact, and, and maybe this is something that. Um, I'm sure you teach about because you've been teaching for so long. You've taught so many people. You've, you're still massively teaching um, Hay House Radio and new books and everything of that nature. Um, but teaching that place of, you know, maybe sometimes we're in that place of really severe irritation is that we're trying to push through something, you know, like we're we're getting in a ha. We don't even know what it is, but the, it's like our our personalities is trying to stop that awareness to kind of stay in the yeah. ego but yeah. there's some force that is kind of relentless inside of us, and it's pushing us to move out of it. It's a very irritating experience.
2: Well, you know, it's a really good point because um, we teach in my coach training that like, when you work with clients and they present a very challenging, painful, irrita- irritating situation, a great reframe is that you must be on the edge of a breakthrough because this situation came up to get your attention for a reason. Now, you know this from working with people with illnesses, and right. you know that an illness can drag you down, but it can also be a doorway to liberation if you if you work it right. So uh, the more irritating the situation, the bigger the opportunity for the breakthrough. And my suggestion if you're being irritated is what, what fear have you laid over the situation that's making it scarier, or angry or irritable for you. And if you can get in touch with what the fear is, you have a really good handle on how to heal it. Because it's easier to break through fear than anger. All anger comes from fear. Fear is the base level of emotion. Anger is the, the second level, secondary emotion. So if we can look at our fears, and the question we go tells us that no fear in the universe is ever justified. Fear is an illusion that has been conjured by the ego and it keeps us small, it keeps us away from love. So if we can identify the fear and shine the light of truth on it, fear, the illusion that base, that the fear is based on will dissipate and only love will
4: remain.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's That's absolutely. That's a mouthful. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I love it. And I'm having the pleasure of interviewing Alan Cohen. He's the author of, I think, 25 books uh, at the moment. I'm I'm sure he will even produce more for us. His newest book, A Course in Miracles Made Easy, Mastering the Journey from Fear to Love. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
4: You know, the day destroys the night. Night divides the day. Try to run.
3: Magnetize your destiny with Affirm Your Worth cards created by intuitive, self-healing author Marie Manuccieri. These 50 cards build confidence and self-worth so you may magnetize a life on purpose. Within weeks, most people happily report surprising results. Visit energyintuitive.com to receive this life-changing tool.
5: Multiple sclerosis is trying to shut people down. That's what it does. MS disrupts signals, divides minds from bodies, pulls us from our lives and away from each other. MS destroys connections. So it's only fitting that connections would be its greatest enemy. Because as more connections form, maybe more questions will lead to more answers. Maybe more understanding will lead to more resources. Maybe more people sharing what they've lived through will lead to better lives. And if everyone touched by this disease, every person with MS, every family affected by it, every doctor treating it, and every individual who hears what this disease does combine their efforts and knowledge and hope, then maybe the connections we make can become more powerful than the connections MS destroys. MS kills connection. Connection kills MS. Give what you know at msconnection.org.
3: What's your passion? Maybe you want to help people. Or maybe you have a special passion for making our planet a
5: better place.
3: Bring your special passion to our airwaves.
0: It's time your voice is heard. To learn just how affordable it is to join our family of broadcasters, log on to
2: 1150kknw.com and click on the Be A Star tab.
3: A
4: whole whole new new world world awaits awaits
3: you. Intuitive.com.
0: Open your ears. Open your heart. Open your mind. Alternative Talk, 11:50 a.m. So we are interviewing Alan Cohen today, a person who is standing on the leading edge of thought and who has for years, who brings us much much knowledge, compassion and energy to his work and his teachings and all the coaches too that you educate from around the country. In fact, one of my mentoring students is now. Um, a student of yours, which is quite lovely. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. So you're currently coaching right now. When will you have your next coaching season Yeah, we're
2: doing a a life coach training that starts in January. Mm. We limit the program to 16 people because I want to have a close, intimate relationship Mm. with everyone. And we train people to become professional life coaches or incorporate life coaching into their other job or personal life. So if people want to play with me for six months... And get a life coaching certificate. I'd be happy to collect to collect them <laughs> to connect with them. And so uh, they can go to my website alancohen.com, and click on the life coach training. Uh, we're almost full, so if anybody wants to get in, jump in now. We'd love to play with you.
0: Wow, wow, okay, that's beautiful and wonderful. Thank you for doing that work. In sixteen, definitely, uh, people are going to be, you know, felt, heard, and seen at every moment during an interaction Amen. like that. Yeah. That's really Amen. beautiful. So in um, this beautiful book that you just wrote, happiness, it says in the book, happiness, well-being, and success are your birthright and your destiny. All else is a trick of the mind. Uh, so again, back to this whole interesting thing about perception. Yeah. And and so if someone were wanting to create, you know, a, a lovely track of success, and maybe they've tried over and over and over again, and they just find themselves, you know, failing. Or, uh, you know, they can come up with all kinds of different descriptors of what's happening, you know, um, in terms of not feeling launched or succeeding. Um, Do you have, uh, like, a a remedy uh, that you think can help them to move forward past whatever limitations they might have?
2: I have a very simple method. It actually always works. Mm. I invite them to identify the critical voice in their head. It says something like, you're stupid, you're ugly, you're fat, or you failed before, or you've never succeeded this, or this is for other people, blah, 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 blah. And then I invite them to trace that voice back to who they heard it from originally. And it's mm-hmm. usually a parent or a priest or a teacher, or an older brother, something like that. And I, 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 I give them this statement as an affirmation, the critical voice is not my own critical voice is not my own and the idea being that all criticism is adopted you and i were talking about sin earlier all the idea of sin is adopted so if you can recognize that you were not born with that voice and that voice came upon you like a foul smelly old coat that somebody laid on you you've been wearing so you can begin to disidentify with it and then i asked them what does the voice of love and support and compassion and vision and creativity say by contrast? And they tell me, hey, I can do this. I, I'm capable of this. I love doing this. People tell me I'm good at this. I'd love to make, her make money doing this, blah, 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 blah. And I say, which one feels better? And, of course, the second one I always <laughs> feels better. I say, which one feels more like you? The second one. And so in that little moment, it takes about three minutes to do this, the person has begun to disconnect from the source of all their sorrow and connect with a source of all their joy and that's usually a turning point for people and if people want to do that without me you don't need me to do this just do it on your own it can really work.
0: Wow okay that was fast and profound yeah those are my favorite remedies you know the quicker <laughs> <laughs> wow that's amazing that that is really amazing and so you're just you you start to tell yourself the truth which is yeah. that voice is not you and yeah. and then if it's not your voice, then why are you listening to it? Especially if it wasn't right. loving and kind, then there's no right. reason to incorporate it into your thought process. Wow, right. love it. Well
2: said. Well said. It works. It's it always
0: works. Well, thank you. I I'm, I know many listeners will be using that little trick, including myself. I think it's thank fantastic. You. We're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines. Who do we have, Benny? Yeah,
1: we'll take Jennifer, who's been waiting so patiently from Portland, Oregon. So Jennifer, welcome to the
2: show.
4: Thank you so much. Can you guys hear me okay? Uh-huh. Yes, we can. Okay, wonderful. Hi, Marie. Hi, Benny. Hi, Alan. I am so
2: hello, Jennifer.
4: excited and blessed to be talking to you guys. Thank you for taking my yeah, call. Yeah, it's a good
0: day to call in and get some lovely advice from Alan. So, um, I know. What can he do for you?
4: Well, I was really calling um, for an overall um, help from my partner. Um, someone that I'm dating right now is really struggling With some depression, Um, he mostly does okay, but it's kind of hitting him again, and he's on some antidepressants that normally seem to be okay for him, but he's struggling with getting out of that melancholy, he calls it, and just kind of feeling off balance, and I was wondering if maybe you uh, felt or saw anything on that, Marie, that I could help them.
0: Sure, but before I um, give my impressions, I'd love to hear um, Alan's advice about your concerns for your partner.
2: Yeah, uh, your voice was a little uh, distorted, but uh, I understand that your partner's in depression and you'd like to help him get out of it. Is that, is that the idea? Yes,
4: yeah, that is
2: right. Okay. It. Okay. Well, I, there's two, two things I would do very simply. One is um, depression is the opposite of expression, and you can't be expressing and depressing at the same time. So when I work with people d- with depression, I always ask them, what would you like to be expressing that you're not? And there's always something in what they want to be saying or doing or a project or a travel or a love affair or something that, you know, I don't mean an extramarital affair, but they just <laughs> want to be in love and, you know, and express themselves. And when I start, <clears throat> when people start talking about <clears throat> expressing themselves, suddenly the depression energy can no longer exist because love and fear cannot exist in the same space so, and love always wins. So, if you can invite your partner to really be honest about how he'd like to express himself more with you or in his life, you know, independent of you, that will work. The other thing you could do is ask him, and it's a little more challenging, but you might get some more mileage out of it, how does the depression serve you What you know what value do you find in the depression? Does it keep you from doing things you don 't want to do? Does it get you attention that you 're not getting without it and if he can be honest about what some people call the motivational mechanism, meaning the the payoff for it he might he might be able to find healthier ways to get healthier payoffs without needing depression to retreat so In a nutshell, those are two methods you could take. And now I'm sure you'd like to hear what Marie would have to
0: say about it. (laughs) Well, those are great. Easy, wonderful, lovely. And I, I love both of them very, very much. And this second one about the motivational, you know, what is making him go into that place of depression. Because once he figures that out, which was just so wise of you, Alan, then he can give it to himself when he finds out what he's missing or he thinks he's missing or needs which is, you know, what we all ultimately have to do in order to live a happy life. Um, I guess my only uh, comment was had to do with, why do you think you have to help him? You know, I know I'm yeah. being very mean and uncompassionate, but when I read your energy, you're so empathetic and you really worry about people. And 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 I and obviously these are really great ideas. And of course, I know you're going to use them and they're going to be very effective, I can tell. But I would love it if you stopped worrying about him so much because that's not helping him either. You know, there's kind of like this energetic connection the two of you have because you have very strong healing energy. You know what I mean?
4: Uh-huh, yeah. You really
0: care about people. And one of the things that allows me to work with people day and day after day after day for years and years and years and keep my energy healthy and and be happy and all of those things is I don't worry about my clients. I I Mm -hmm. don't think about their illnesses or their troubled lives. I see them as successful, healthy, amazing, capable, empowered people Mm -hmm. because they are truly. That's that's my perception of them. That's what I project to them. And that's what and my hope is that they walk away from the home where I work with that. You know, vibrating in their auric field to help them to resolve whatever's going on with them. So, you know, maybe while you have these conversations with them, because these are awesome ideas. Thank you, Ellen. I'm, I'm actually going to be using them with my clients. <laughs> They're great. Um, and then step out of your own worry for him because that's actually not helping him. Right. Or you.
4: Right? right. Yep. I totally agree with that. I just didn't know if there was anything that you would see in his system that was actually not right. You know, well, that would well be the contributing. Well, it. the
0: funny thing is, when I went to draw out a, out energy, drawing out his energy wasn't even a thought of mine. So that's not where I was supposed to go. I drew out your energy, and you have a lot of leaking going on because you're so worried about this individual. And so, when we're leaking energy, we also can't be of much health. It's 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 like we're also needing help at that time too because our vital life force is shrinking. So, and and still, even when you ask the question, I am not being asked to or um kind of highlighted to draw out his energy, that's really not what I need to do when I'm talking to you. Interesting, right?
4: Yeah, but I I know I know you, so that doesn't surprise me <laughs> that, that you would say that, you know. Uh, so.
0: And um and I love these ideas. I think they're fascinating. And 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 when you're giving these wonderful ideas that Alan um you know gave you to the to your partner, you know, do your best not to be invested in his experience or what he's going through, you're already compassionate. You don't have to worry about you know really honing in on those skill sets. You already have that in spades. Thousands of years ago, you created that in your well-being. So uh, you don't have to work so hard on being so compassionate, except for to yourself, perhaps.
2: Marie, can I add one thing
0: here? Oh, please.
2: You know, I I love what you're saying. Uh, And this is really Perfect Course in Miracles because, Jennifer, if you can make it your focus to shift your perception of your partner and not see him as a needy, broken, depressed person and see the light in him and the good in him and the beauty in him and the love in him and the joy of your relationship, you will be in a much more advantageous position to help him because you've suddenly gone to higher ground yourself. And if there's something you need to do for him, you will know it. And if it's something you don't need to do for him, you'll know that. So, so I would work this from the inside out. I would see this as a personal internal seminar on raising my perception of my partner, so I can love
4: him from a higher plane. Beautiful, thank you, Ellen.
0: I love it, and I love that um, internal personal seminar. Like I'm, I'm going to have one of those today. That just sounds like <laughs> so much fun. I want to go to one of those. <laughs> that sounds. Thank you for calling in from Oregon. Have a gorgeous day, and I want to thank you, Ellen, so much for coming on the show. It has just been a pleasure and a joy to have you, as always. And um, I know that when you and Dougal hug. Uh, next year. I might be there a little bit in spirit because I'm so excited okay, about the two invited, of you meeting. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. And and um, please give my love to your partner and your dogs, and we wish you, you you're welcome. We wish you the greatest success with your newest book, which is... Thank you, dear. And it's
2: great. always an honor to be with you. I totally respect what you're doing and it's a joy to co-create whenever we do.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Alan. Have a lovely day on the Big you Island. Too. Much
2: love. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye now. So we had the pleasure of speaking with Alan Cohen today, and we're just going to go over a few things. On December 11th, I will be teaching a workshop at East West Bookshop. It's in the evening, 730 to 9. It's called The Power of Vibration. And then the very next day, noon to 5, I'll be teaching Perception is Everything, kind of like what we were talking about today, which is extremely important. So we can let go of those things that are dragging us down. Um, And then March 4th. the 6th next year I'll be teaching a class my very first class on mystic career development it's based on my mentoring program that I will not be continuing at this time Uh, I might be doing one on ones in the future not sure what I'm going to do but that's going to be really fun that's um, Friday Saturday and Sunday you can go to the website it is people are registering for that class so if you're considering it it has limited space Um, you might want to consider doing that before the end of the year and then April 1st through the third, I will be teaching a weekend workshop at the Edgar Casey Foundation here in Washington State at Seabec Retreat, and it's called "Shifting Awareness for a Fulfilling Life." Again, all about perception. <gasps> I think we found our most important word, uh, word in terms of, of yes, in terms of really changing our lives. We have to change our perception, uh, particularly the past. Sure. And, you know, not letting that past perception of something. Uh, stay the same if you don't like what happened because it is affecting your future.
1: And it sounded like just for me and listening to what Jennifer had to say, it sounded like that fear was still creeping in mm-hmm. quite a bit, actually, which is I'm sure still tough to manage.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But
1: that's the perception that she has to kind of work with.
0: Right. I, I think when we really care about people and we all do, we mm-hmm. have people in our lives sure. that we love so much when they're having a hard time. We worry, you know, and unfortunately. Or fortunately, um, what we know based on energy is that actually doesn't help another person and doesn't mean that we don't care. In fact, you know, when you get to that space and you are starting to worry, I think that's lovely. I mean, that's your first response. Wow, you're such a, a, a caring human being. But then you need to check on yourself and get your vibration elevated because you're going to be sending that type of message to them, to their own auric field, and helping them to regroup themselves so that they can see once again how magnificent they are. Yeah, how magnificent. Sometimes they are. you got to
1: stand on your own two feet, though. But you can be there in support.
0: Always. You can always be in your support. step back
1: from side to side. I think that's what you're kind of getting at.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of a, a multi sensory task yeah. where you make sure that that person knows that you care about them mm-hmm. and you wish them the very best while you also extend the same compassion mm-hmm. and love towards yourself. Um, and, and surprisingly enough, that actually helps everyone on the planet to have a better happier and more magnificent life um, is our happy thoughts that we generate to ourselves and to others. Quite amazing.
1: Like training wheels on a bike. I'm teaching the boys how to ride a bike right now. Yes, it's it's full force because, you know, the twins (laughs) It's like one wants to ride it both and they kind of argue over it. It's like we'll help out each other. Oh, wow. Take some turns.
0: So I I first had a vision that you have two bikes, a hand-on... There's eight.
1: a... We have a tricycle, and then we have a two-wheeler with training oh, So it's like back and gosh. forth. Oh, that's, this is...
0: You are a busy man. I usually
1: am. <laughs> it never ends, Marie. Yeah, ends.
0: so, so you're, you are double duty right now. I stare to, fear to...
1: right in the... I, Stare straight at it.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Take well, head on. I, I actually got a, a, a new, um, you know, compassion for parents Definitely. of multi births because I didn't even think about the, the logistics of follow me in my world. Yeah. Teaching two people at the same time to ride a bike or drive a car <laughs> or whatever is going to be done. Yeah. <laughs> the wow. The that's theater. pretty amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for listening to the show, for calling in. And thank you again, Alan. It was lovely to have your presence on the show. As always, joyful blessings, everyone. Bye bye. Oh, 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 oh,